Okay. Jim, what did you like most about the way you guys played Sunday night? Getting the win. Stood out specifically the way they tackled, the way they covered, pressure. Um, I didn't think. I mean, I. I like your first thought there, probably the best. I think we, we tackled a little bit better. But I think that, like I've said a lot of times, I think that had to do more with the team defense um, than it did actual tackling. We missed some tackles in that game, but um, other guys covered up those misses, and, and you didn't notice those as much. We were able to get off the field on some of those third downs. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I thought that, um, you know, all those things sort of, married together and you know just like um, some of the games this year where we didn't make the play when the game was on the line this game we did you know and that's really been the, the difference for us this year whether we've won or lost the game they're all, they're all coming down close and it's um, you know coming up and making that play when it counts and I thought uh, I thought we did a good job with that Avante, Matt, I was going to well, was probably the same thing but the decision to play Avante on the outside what, what led to that? Did that have anything to do with the way Craven was playing in the nickel? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, Avante. Um, I mean, I, he he's he's multi-dimensional player. He's he started for us at safety. He started for us at nickel, and now he started for us at corner. And he has that flexibility to be able to do that. I think probably a little bit more. You know, Cray is um, still fairly new to the team, and he's had to been pressed into duty outside. Awesome. Um, but it wasn't ideal. You know, I mean, just like, you know, I think it was the uh, um, Giants. You know, all of a sudden, you know, he had to go out there and play. He doesn't get very many practice reps. A little bit easier if you've been through camp with us and stuff like, like Avante. So we just thought that was, um, that was probably the best combination. Um, we have a little bit more experience at safety right now than we have at corner. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if we win that game without Avante, though. Um, you know, not just making the interception, but played really good in the pass game. That tackle he made in the two-minute drive at the end, that's as, as big-time play. I mean, you know, the, the plays that you'll see from him, you know, if you're watching highlights of the game or the last play of the game and um, his interception, but that, that tackle had every bit as much to do with us winning that game. And um, it's, it's really encouraging to see. We've, we've talked a lot about Avante, but um, he played a major part in getting that win. What do you think is Avante's best position right now? All linebacker. Probably can rush pretty good. Um, he's, he's short. He might be able to duck under some guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll use him where we, we need him. Every week's, every week's been different. I mean, I have no idea how many different secondary lineups we've used. Um, it hasn't been – I mean, I'm sure it's been a lot um, just where we are. And he's been Johnny on the spot. We, we missed him when he wasn't in there. He's got great speed, um, plays with a lot of energy, those kind of things. And as long as he's one of the 11 on the field, we'll find a spot for him somewhere. Did you, uh, did you watch the tape? Same stuff we see from him, from him every week. Um, you know, he's a guy – and not only does he play good, he made, he made a play in the screen game. That was another big time play. You know, um, he's good in the run game, and he affects he affects protection. Even even like a couple of the pressures that we got in that game, one Nigel was completely free to the quarterback. It was all because of Fletch, and um, you know they didn't like the matchup of him one on one with a, a particular offensive lineman. 
So they were sort of cheating and sliding the protection to him, and it opened up opportunity for guys like, um, you know, for guys like Nigel and, and Malcolm to be able to get through. Um, it doesn't, that doesn't get you a sack. That doesn't get you a pressure. But it uh, gets a third down stop. And, um, you know, those are, those are the important things. So, you know, that, those, I mean, I think a lot of times um, everybody notices the sacks or the um, tackles for a loss and things like that. Maybe things that go a little bit under the radar, things like hustling downfield and making a play on a wide receiver screen or um, getting, the, getting the protection turned to you so much that it opens it up for somebody else. Those are the things I notice the most. Learn anything about Avante? You talked about Cravon in that Washington game having to go outside. It's, you know, people have to do it at times, but uh, being forced to play someone outside is different from being there. And obviously, at five nine, there's traits that you need to be outside. But other guys have done it. Frank Grimes, Chris Harris. Did you right. learn anything about? It? Well, he he did it all through training camp. You know what I mean? And he played a lot of preseason ball outside also. So it wasn't his first rodeo when it came to um, to doing that. So even though he wasn't on the practice field very much last year, we didn't have any hesitation of uh, putting him in. It, it wasn't like – it was – honestly, it was a little bit more – I thought it was a, a heavier lift for him um, way back in the Tennessee game when he moved into the safety position. Even though there's some carryover from your nickel – you're seeing the game completely different. And um, there was a little bit of on-the-job training there. You know, playing corner, I don't know if that was um, – it wasn't as much of a concern. Um, he was up for the challenge, and he didn't practice very much. So, um, you know, hats off to him that way too. Was there a point this year where your team, uh, you know, when you have guys pushing through things like, you know, uh, Fletcher Cox, it was at one point was kind of carved off. Michael Bennett, uh, week after week. Yeah. Um, that's just what time of year it is. These guys all, um, you know, have a tremendous sense of uh, team, and they all want to be out there. And not all of them can. You know, there's a difference between wanting to and being able to go do your job. And the guys that we've, you know, had out there, you know, they had to go out and do their job. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just what time of year it is. Um, probably no different for us than a lot of other teams. Yeah, you DeAndre Hopkins, so tough. Um, I think the, probably the biggest thing that stands out for me is he sh- he's so strong with contested catches. He must have incredibly strong hands, and he just has just a knack for getting the ball. Um, you know, he has some some rebounder type skills in him. You know, Charles Barkley would lead the NBA in rebounds when he's six foot three. Um, you know, those guys that just have a, a knack for high point and a knack for knowing where to. Um, yeah, he's no taller than six three. You can put whatever you want on him. He's, um, but I, I think I think that 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 sort of um, that sort of stands out the most. I mean, that, that play he made to win the game, or to give them the lead, not to win the game, but to give them the lead. I mean, you can't cover a guy much better than that. And not only does he high point the ball, and he's strong enough to to squeeze it, he's also strong enough to come down with that ball in his hand. He's a threat to run after the catch. He's one of the best receivers in the in the NFL. So what's the teaching point when you have a guy who's that strong? For your, uh, yeah, be strong on defense. I mean, there's there's really no. I mean, like you know, I mean, it's, it's like when I used to have Calvin Johnson. I mean, what do you tell a guy? Get taller. 
you know, hey, jump higher. Um, you know, I mean, there's just – there's uh, I mean, it's, sometimes, you know, you got to work scheme to try to take the quarterback off his looks. But, you know, Watson knows who his playmakers are. And, you know, they've had some injuries at the wide receiver position also. And um, they're going to work hard to get him the ball. We're going to have to work hard to keep him from going there. And when they do go to him, sometimes you're going to have to make the tackle. Sometimes you might be able to break it up. Um, you know, you have to sort of pick and choose your spots a little bit. Run defense around. I don't know that we really did, to tell you the truth. We, 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 we gave up some gaps. We gave up some gaps inside. We, we made a, a few opportunistic um, tackles for loss. I think that had a lot to do. You get a tackle for loss on the first down, like the first play of the game or the first play of the second half, um, it's, it, it's a great recipe for three and out to put the offense behind the sticks. Um, we were we were a little bit loose in some of our um, some of our um, middle fits early in that game. Um, having a lead will help your run game. I think that that did also. I don't know how much um, Gurley's injury had anything to do. He was still playing on third down. They were still getting. They were still trying to um, you know get in the ball in a lot of ways. Um, we, we, it, our run defense is always a, a work in progress. Um, and it goes hand in hand with a, a lot of other things. It's going to be important this week. Um, you know, that's one of the things that Houston does the best is run the ball. From a scout team perspective, how do you simulate uh, Watson's ability on, on the ground? Yeah, we've done it with a lot of different ways when we've played mobile quarterbacks. Um, you have to work scramble drills. Sometimes you use different skill players in there, you know. No offense to Sudsy and those guys, but, um, you know, it doesn't really look the same with them. Um, you know, but then there's there's other things that you just sort of um, play. He, he's really good at extending plays. It puts a little bit more pressure on your coverage. Your coverage's got to cover a little bit longer. And, you, and your pass rush, you know, a lot of times if, you know, it's about three, three and a half seconds, if you're not there, the ball's usually gone with guys like Watson. There's, there's a, a great chance that um, – you know, he's going to come back to you. You're going to have to keep on rushing. So it just changes your clock a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of different ways we, we work that on the practice field. In the secondary, those guys are having fun with their ski mask. Um, what stands out about the personalities and the kind of the, the cohesiveness of that group? Well, I mean, other than offensive line, I think that that unspoken communication, knowing what the guy next to you is doing, um, means more in the secondary than it means anywhere else. I mean, offensive line, it's really important. Because you have, I mean, we have a whole uh, Webster's Dictionary full of calls and terms and everything else that, that, that you use on the practice field. But when it's, you know, 70,000 people in the stands and everybody's going crazy and they're running jet motion one way and shifting another, you know, Half the time, those calls never even come out. You just need to know how the guys around you are playing. So anything that you can do to, to build some camaraderie and things like that, that, that means a lot. I think also, um, you know, other than Avante, um, we have been able to get those guys on the practice field a little bit more recently. Um, you know, Cray has sort of solidified that nickel spot for us. Russell solidified an outside spot for us. Um, get a little bit more of a role for Trey Sullivan. Um, Malcolm's doing his thing. So it's just a matter of those be- guys being on the practice field and, 
and sort of having a good feel for each other. Anything that you can do sort of helps that. How, 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 do, you guys, how do you guys carry over this momentum from the Rams game, and what are you keying in on when it comes to the Texans? Yeah, I think, I mean, you can't count on carrying momentum over anywhere. I mean, every game's new. I think you can get burned two ways with that. One, you can think it's carrying over and, um, you know, and not be up to the challenge. We'll be at home. Stakes are high. That'll be that'll be plenty for us. Uh, how rare is Rasul's tackling ability for a, a young quarterback? Well, he's he's really picked it up. Early in the year, he was struggling tackling, and um, you know he's he's made not just some good tackles. He's made some big hits, and um, you know like I said, there were there were a couple plays in that game. Um, he kept a, he came up and uh, and made a tackle on our sideline once. Avante came up and made tackle to keep Gurley in bounds, keep that clock going. Um, you know, everybody pays attention to a corner's cover ability, but um, their ability to tackle is important. We've seen what happens when we don't tackle well at the corner position. You, you know, there's a lot of guys look bad when you don't. You blitz a little bit more Sunday, Jim, than you have been. How much of that is because of the comfort level you're starting to get with those corners as far as leaving them in one-on-one situations when you send somebody uh, extra in? Yeah, you know, we, we blitz more than – Couple of those games where we blitz zero or one. Yeah, I don't think seven really makes the um, you know the radar as as far as like blitzing a lot. Like you know, it's a little bit more. Some of those, some of those were weren't. I mean, if you really truth be told, they're really not technically blitzes. They're just sort of exchange rushes and things like that. Um, you know, whether you blitz or or play man. I mean, or or rush four. The whole key is getting pressure on the quarterback, and I think the thing that was um, the thing that was key in this game wasn't the blitzes that we called. The thing that was key was our ability to create pressure with our four-man pass rush, allowed us to be able to blitz sort of on our terms. And like I, I went back and they were trying to do some stuff to double Fletch and to take care of uh, to take care of him, and it opened up some opportunity. So um, they, they both. They both sort of worked hand in hand. Jim, Fletch uh, played like 80 snaps uh, a week ago in Dallas, and then even after he got carted off and came back, he still played like 75% of snaps, I think like 60 total uh, yesterday, or two days ago, rather. Um, what does that say about his conditioning, especially this late in the season? Yeah, I mean, it's what we need him to do. Again, it's it's not ideal, um, mainly just because of where we've been the whole season, you know, um, with different injuries and things like that. Um, he sort of did the same thing at the end of the year last year, you know, into the playoffs and those kind of things. So he's he's ready for it. Um, getting him back when he went down in that game, getting him back. At first, we thought we were just going to be using him on third downs, and we tried to spot him a little bit here and there, and put some other guys out there for the first couple of plays and sort of hold him in the reserve. But um, really, he really didn't need that. And um, M- Michael Bennett played a, a lot of snaps also. Again. You know, sort of situation we're in with our with our defensive ends. We lost Derek early in the year. Lost Josh. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit more on their plate. Those guys are up for that and they're ready for the challenge. And uh, we're going to need them over the next uh, next couple of weeks. You know, we've had some games in the past we didn't play a lot of snaps. Last two weeks we've played a lot of snaps. But you know, that's that's sort of uh, where all that off season work and everything starts to pay off for you. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay.